the football neophyte, where an American who knows a lot about sports but little about soccer journeys through the 2018-19 Premier League season to discover a team to root for. Welcome to the final episode of Football Neophytes podcast. It may be the final episode of season one. It may be the final episode ever. Like a little tear in my eye. Chris is banging glasses around here. Cheers. It's just water. Unfortunately, it's midday on on a Friday, the Friday before the final weekend of the season. And we are sitting here. Uh, I've already made my choice. Chris may be like literally a game time decision. He only had eight teams to choose from and uh, he still doesn't know. No. Do you know? No, I no. don't. And if you made me make a choice right now, it very well could be different than when I am forced to make a choice at the reveal. Uh, part of my problem is is I'm I'm kind of we came at this two different ways. Like Nate has a spreadsheet where he awarded points to different teams for doing different things and having this or that. It's very analytical. And I uh, am going off emotions and mm. what I feel and and how did I like the interviewer and, you know, how well was it presented to me? And so there's Which a Which is also analytical in a way. Yeah, it's just the analytics are all in my head and my heart. Yes. Well, mine is related to the heart as well. I actually had pretty much made my list and then I went back, gave points just to make sure I wasn't forgetting players that I liked and and the ways that I felt during different, different episodes. So, uh, we're not going to get right into the rankings right away. We have some best ofs. Yeah. We have some best ofs, so we're going to jump right into that. There is literally no rhyme or reason to the best ofs, um, the order, or I have no even maybe way. the answers. But uh, let's just jump in. This first one isn't really a best of. It's more of uh, just our top played episode, according to SoundCloud, which I don't know what that means. But it's the only analytics that I feel like are accurate enough. Apple's analytics aren't good. So our top played episode was Crystal Palace. So Crystal Palace fans, uh, good on you, as they say. Uh, Well done. Thanks for coming out and listening uh, to that episode. Uh, The next best of is the goal. Goal of the year. So this isn't Overall, this is just out of the matches that that we saw or that I saw. And this wasn't even a match that I was watching to do research for the for the podcast. We had uh, our whole family had stayed over at some friend's house. We woke up the next morning, put on a match and it was Crystal Palace Man City. I'm guessing it was probably December or so and Andros Townsend hits a scorcher on a volley. I'm just a scorcher. It was it was beautiful, and uh, for that, it was my goal of the season. Um, <clears throat> I appreciate that. Um, I, did you even see that goal? Have you seen that I, goal? I did not see that goal. Um, my goal of the year, it wasn't a match that we were watching for anything that we were preparing for, but the... Uh, the record for the fastest goal in the history oh, of the yes. EPL League. Yes. Uh, it was Shane Long who scored that one. Was it seven seconds? Uh, 7.69 seconds according to the official record. Um, it was South- Southampton versus Watford. And uh, it was crazy because 
you know, Watford is up there on my list, and I was definitely following them a lot more closely. And <laughs> to start that match with a goal in 10 seconds was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy. I think the next day, Liverpool, or maybe it was the next weekend, Liverpool scored a goal like within 10 seconds as well. That's crazy. It wasn't quite that fast, but. It's crazy. So anyway, that was my goal of the year. Uh, the next award that we were going to hand out might be my favorite award of the year. Um, it's the best hair of the EPL league. It's because both of us like don't have much on our the top of our heads to, yeah. to go for. When Nate says that we don't have, I don't have any. That's true. Nate has some. He sh- he trims it down, keeps it close. Uh, mine naturally went away ten years ago. Uh, if we're being realistic, twenty years ago. There we go. Maybe when I was eighteen. Uh, but the best hair. Hands down, I don't know if this could even be argued, but I think we do have some runners-up that we'll talk about. But Hamza Chowdhury, there's no question. That hair is out of control. It's Amazing. beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I have pondered how does he even have any accuracy on a header or – I mean, what they're going to lose the ball in there in one of these matches. See, I wasn't even thinking of like the accuracy on the header. I'm thinking like – isn't that going to decrease the speed and velocity of the ball with the header? Like, isn't it absorbing a lot of the, the momentum? I, I, assume, I assume something's happening there. All I know is when I Googled him, I was just amazed and it's in beautiful. love. It was love at first sight. It is. It's beautiful. That hair is beautiful. But we do have a couple runners up. And they may have – this team actually may have <laughs> the best overall hair. But both these guys from Crystal Palace, uh, Wilfred Zaha – and Mamadou Sako have not just great hair, but also great names. Great names. But uh, they're not up for, for winning uh, best name. That's later on. But also Zaha and Sako, both great hair. Sako's beautifully dyed little mohawk is a thing of beauty. Next, and I would say this is, in a, I would say this is a, a runaway a runaway for best kits. I fully agree with this. And this does play into my decision a lot. <laughs> Why not? You've got to wear it. Yeah. Like you're going to have to wear this kit. And it. I would say it actually really influenced my decisions. My decision too. Uh, best kits overall, for their first, second, and third home away and third kit are just all things of beauty. And that's Leicester City. Leicester City best kits. Who knows what happens next year? We know they change every year, but... For 2018, 2019, the Leicester City kits are beautiful. They're they're gorgeous. They look good. I would wear it walking down the street with pride. Absolutely, any all three of them I would wear. I do want to give a shout out to uh, who I would consider the runner up. I think Crystal Palace's kits are so sweet. The sa- the sash, I think it's their away kit. The the one that's got like the the sash, the blue and blue and red sash. Um, I think it's just it's a it's a beautiful kit as well. Not Manchester United. No, they they I I think they're probably worse kits, like <laughs> all the way across the board. Worse kits. <laughs> Those are disgusting. The Chevy logo, I can't get over it. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. It doesn't belong on a on a Premier League kit. And then the 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 kits that look like they washed them with their red kits, the white kits they washed with red and made them pink. They're just they're really bad. They're really bad. All right. Um, next one. So this one goes to our favorite interview um, of the year. And not to say that all of you who came on and joined us 
were any less than any of the other ones. Every interview was so valuable. Obviously, we learned so much, and it, it couldn't have been – we couldn't have done it without you all. But there's one that stands out for both of us. Yeah, and we, we, we agreed on this. This wasn't even something that we had to argue over or discuss. Uh, Natalie, who came on and talked about her love for Burnley, just was a fantastic interview. She was a great discussion. Um, she offered to take Nate and I out if we ever got out there to see a Burnley game. Uh, what was the drink? The, uh, the uh, hot something? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Natalie. We didn't remember what the drink is, but you'll remind us when we get there. It's not bangers and mash. It's something hot. I Gosh, I wish I remember. But Natalie, such a pleasure. It was, a, it was such a good interview. I mean, in some ways for me, and this is going to sound bad about Burnley in general, but it kind of feels like Burnley really had no chance to be my club, but you you made it at least a discussion in my mind and, and gave them gave them a shot. They a hundred percent had a chance with me and maybe still do. Uh, I enjoyed having her on and talking to her that much. It was great. I left going. I don't know if I want to cheer for this team, but I want to cheer for her. That's like, right. She was just awesome. Natalie, we love you. Fan story, this this comes – so the fan story is an interesting best of, right? Because um, for the the British fans that I interviewed, the, your story for all of you was that you grew up in the town or, you know, your dad or your, your mom took you – you hear what I did? Mom. Yeah. Your dad so. or mom took you to a match when you were young. And so uh, really the fan story is limited to our American fans who have some sort of journey that got them to choose their club. And the fan story, this is also a no doubter. This is Dave who came on to represent the Spurs. If you haven't listened to that episode, you got to hear him tell the story. But basically Dave becomes a Spurs fan as an 18-year-old kid goes to England after graduation with a buddy. They meet some girls. Some girls tell him, come roller skating with us or ice skating or something. Uh, take the take the the Metro out to the Arsenal line, and then they gave him some directions from there. So they get out to Arsenal. They're walking around, and all of a sudden some guys start yelling at them. They don't know what they're saying, thick accent, um, and – Dave gets punched by one of them. They get knocked to the ground. They get beat up by these fans. So fast forward a few years, he goes and uh, starts playing some game, some soccer football game online, and is looking for a team to choose because he's not a soccer fan, and sees that one of the teams, their rival is Arsenal. And he's like, oh, I hate Arsenal. I hate that place. Those guys beat me up. So he becomes a Spurs fan. Cheers for the Spurs, gets to know more about him, falls in love with the Spurs until – and as he does so, he realizes, holy crap, I actually got beat up by Spurs fans. <laughs> he went back. He realized he was there for the North London Derby. It was right after the North London Derby. He's from Portland, Oregon, wearing a Portland Trailblazers shirt, which is red, walking through – uh, North London in this Arsenal area Spurs fans see him wearing red start calling him a fucking gooner and beat the crap out of him so he got beat up by Spurs fans and then eventually becomes a Spurs fan it's a brilliant fan story Dave uh, there's I don't even know if anyone can top that in all of sports 
All right, so we are moving on to uh, our our favorite term of the week. Every week, we did a term of the week where we had our guests school us because we don't know. And so That's right. every week, we got a new term on uh, English football and what it meant. I'm giving my award out to the term Darby. Um, I didn't know what it was. If you put it on pencil... If you put it on paper, using with a pencil, a pencil. yeah, okay, in front of me, I would say, "Oh, what's a derby? I know what a derby is. The Kentucky Derby. The Kentucky Derby just happened. Horses yeah. race around a track. No, 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 no. Ignorant Chris here. It's a derby, and it is uh, the rivalry between two teams in the Premier League. And I don't know. Maybe it extends further than football. Maybe it extends into just a lot of European sports. I don't Cricket. know." Cricket, maybe? Yes, I am a huge fan of, of Indian cricket, as we <laughs> yeah, discussed yeah, the other day. That's right. Uh, but Darby, I just I like it. It's a cool term. It sounds good. Um, what I, I what I think I what I like about it is that you can actually sound British, but pronounce it correctly. Yeah, that's what I like about it. Is I don't sound pretentious by saying Darby. Well, maybe I do sound pretentious, but all Brits would say that's the correct way to pronounce it. You're doing it right. So. Yeah. Well, I have a different term. I, I, li- I do like the term Darby, but mine comes from Luke's episode representing Wolverhampton, and that's the term limbs. I think it's just the best descriptor of what happens when a game-winning goal occurs or something remarkable happens. We've all experienced it in sports. I haven't experienced it uh, in football, but... We've experienced it in different sports over the years where you're hugging dudes you are standing next to that you don't know and your body's flying everywhere. Limbs is super descriptive and perfect. Our next best of goes to the best stadium. And there are some amazing stadiums out there. And I should just just say that for me, what makes a stadium great isn't actually it's how new it is or like the Etihad doesn't really have a chance. Um for me, it's about the history. I my favorite stadiums in in baseball are Wrigley, the old Yankee Stadium, Fenway. It's the iconic stadium. So for me, that's where uh, these these clubs have an edge. And so for me, best stadium, St. James Park, Newcastle's Newcastle's grounds. Um, Obviously, I haven't been there, but the pictures, it's such a unique, iconic-looking stadium. And from everything I've heard, they have just the best the best fans, best fan experience. And I went with Old Trafford. I know that— Old uh, Trafford? Yeah, Old Trafford. Sorry. That's all right. I don't even know my own favorite stadium. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Old Trafford. Um, I love big— you know, I love football stadiums, like American football stadiums. I think they're cool. I think they're a lot cooler than arenas. Um, so I love the fact that it's just this massive stadium that they've just constantly been upgrading over the years. Um, that, to me, kind of gave it the kicker. Yeah. it's. I just can't like anything that's man right. you. We're gonna, so <laughs> that's that's a challenge for me. So I just – I'm sure it's beautiful. I would – Certainly love to see a match there, but they're not going to win anything. I figure uh, you're going to shit on New- or, uh, Manchester United enough. I may as well give them something. They got to get some award on here. All right. Next, best of is best song. Um, 
this is also one that we just it's it's hand it's just so iconic and that is you'll never walk alone liverpool's song like it is it's beautiful it's uh it's inspiring it's it seems to transcend the sport um it's just beautiful so song best song you'll never walk alone and I should say worst song. If we're going to say some worst ones, I got to say wor- some of the worst. To me, Bubbles, <laughs> like West Ham, I, I'm sure there's – I'm sure you feel great about that song and there's – you get goosebumps when you hear it. But I just don't know what to do with it. My kids play with Bubbles. My daughter loves Bubbles. If I were running out on the pitch, I would not want Bubbles floating around as I ran out there, nor the song. So – um, that to me is just the worst. I like it. Uh, we're going to move on to the best slogan. Um, I let Nate pick this one because I couldn't tell you any of the slogans. <laughs> true. Just, just going to be honest. That's true. Just going to throw it out there. So I didn't even really – slogans wasn't even something I looked at until um, I saw this slogan on a couple different fans' Twitter accounts and – I, I thought to myself, huh, I've seen this on a couple different fan accounts. This must be the slogan for this club. Found out it was the slogan for the, actually the town. And that is uh, Wolverhampton's Out of Darkness Cometh Light. To me, the hope that's embedded in that, um, the beauty of this world and uh, everything around it, there's a lot of brokenness, there's a lot of darkness, um, but often we can find beauty in it. Um, and out of often out of out of pain and suffering comes beauty, and so out of darkness cometh light. I love it, um, and even the kits, as I understand the the yellowish orange and black, is meant to be descriptive of even that that uh, that phrase. So next, uh, we're gonna go with match of the year, and we have different opinions on this because we saw different games. But go for it, Chris. Yeah, so uh, my pick, which if you want to get technical about it, it wasn't an EPL match, but that's true. Save it because it was two EPL teams. Uh, it was the FA Cup semifinals happened uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, it was Wofford versus Wolverhampton, and uh, you know the Wolves were up 2-0 almost. You know the whole game they scored 35 minutes in, and then had their second one at about the 60 minute mark or so. Um, at, at this I was point, actually building a house in Mexico and like w- kind of looking at it on my phone and Chris and I knew Chris and I were like we kind of wanted to watch the match together but I was in Mexico so I'm thinking Wolves yeah. are up 2-0 they're going to be in the finals at, at this point Wofford was was tops on my list and I'm really starting to follow them um and they're down 2-0 late in the second half finally scratch a goal at the 80 minute mark and then in <laughs> in penalty time or not, not extra time sorry extra time they uh, the, it was like the ninety third or ninety fourth minute they they evened it up went on into overtime and Watford took the game with a goal that like the hundred and five minute mark or so um, it was just such a fun match to watch insane at the end like watching Watford go all out in that 93rd minute just trying to get the ball downfield and and just get a goal just to get it to keep going so entertaining I I love I hate ties 
So I love, I know that that's going to be a real problem with uh, following the EPL and picking a team. I got to deal with that. I understand that. But I, I love that it was 2-2. They said, we need a winner. We're going to keep going. When there's a tournament, there has to be a winner. I, yes. And so that's what's great about the tourneys. So there is my match of the year. Watford versus Wolverhampton in the FA Cup semifinal. I know it wasn't part of the EPL League. I don't care. It was still the best match I saw. My match of the year was a Premier League match. Uh, it was about midway through the year. Um, it also includes Wolverhampton, and it was Wolverhampton's 4-3 win over Leicester. No matter how beautiful those kits were, uh, <laughs> the goal by Jota in the, the 93rd minute um, is what led to the term limbs from the Luke episode. And so that's my match of the year. High scoring is always good. Um, and fun to watch, and then obviously a score in in the 93rd minute makes it even better. So that's my match of the year. Managers. I didn't even know that I would care about managers uh, <laughs> going into this. Um, it, was, it was some of the criteria that changed halfway uh, through the year when I did my, my updated criteria, and I just realized that there's certain managers that I love to watch on the sidelines. Their passion, their um, the way they speak about the match, the way they describe hardship, um, and there are a lot of, of managers that I that I really like. But there's one who stands out above the rest, and that is the man Jurgen Klopp. I love his passion. I love the way he speaks about his club, his team. Um, I love that he's willing to run out onto the pitch and get fined. I, I love all of that. And so Jurgen Klopp is my best and favorite manager of the year. I like it. I, I'll go with it. I'll co-sign on it. Uh, it was a tight race between him and Jose Mourinho. <laughs> and it's but, also Jose. Well, so figure that out. But Jose Mourinho, he also becomes worse manager. He's most entertaining <laughs> for sure. But Oh, man. <laughs> There's a lot to like there. All right, our final, final best of. Before we get into the rankings, what you've all been waiting for, all three of you, um, is the best name. Yep. The best name in the 2018-2019 Premier League is... You're going to let me butcher this? Yeah, I'm going to let you butcher it. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want me to say no, it? No, I'll butcher it. I'll, I've already butchered so much. That's all right. All right. Best name, and it, it also helps that he's an amazing player. It does. Uh, Pierre Emerick Francois Aubameyang. <laughs> Aubameyang. 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 Pierre Emerick Francois Aubameyang. In fact, in my Arsenal episode, I was interviewing my friend Francis. Francis is Ugandan. He has a bit of an accent, and he kept referring to Aubameyang, and I had no idea what he was talking about. No idea. It wasn't until I watched like halfway through the season, I was like, oh, Obama Yang, that's the guy that Francis was talking about. So best name, Pierre-Emerick Francois Obama Yang. And I, I, I agree with that. I do think it's the best name in the Premier League. Uh, but I also have a runner-up, and that is Aaron Wan-Bissaka from Crystal Palace. Um, and that's for a special familial reason. My mother's maiden name is Basaka. Not spelled at all the same way. It's Basaka Italian. I don't know where this Basaka comes from, but Aaron Juan Basaka, thank you. I feel like we're family. 
I'm throwing a wild card out there. Oh, wow. You're adding. Okay. I'm adding. Yeah. This would have been my favorite name of the EPL if it were spelled differently. Chris Smith? Is there a Chris Smith? There might be. There might be. Uh, but Kapoo. Oh, yeah. For Watford. I uh, Man, what a great last name pronounced. And what a disappointment to see how it was spelled. <laughs> if it was spelt Kapoo, like K-A, and then how you poo, um, I would have been all over that. That may, that may have just tilted Watford 100% if oh, it were wow. spelled differently. Wow. Yeah. So there's my wild card. Uh, Etienne Kapoo, I love your name as long as I hear it and don't see it. There you go. All right. Well, we are going to move on. But before we move on to rankings, I just have to get a shout out to my very own Tranmere Rovers <laughs> winning 1-0 over Forest Green Rovers. Rovers versus Rovers. Send Red Rover, Red Rover. Send the Green Rovers over. Uh, Tranmere Rovers 1-0 in the first leg of the League 2 huge semifinal match. Uh, Tranmere Rovers are the team I play with on FIFA. So I, I follow them very closely. Uh, there was a red card in that game. So the Green Rovers played with 10 men for most of the match. But Tranmere, good on you. Keep going strong. Win that. Get to the finals. Make it to League One. That's what we're hoping for. Now, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to your rankings, though, what's going to happen if they make it to the, the Champions League now and next year they win the Champions League? This isn't championship. We're, Tranmere Rovers is League Two. Oh, they They're still League gotta, Two, so, so they gotta they gotta win the League Two fi- championship, then League One, get to League One, then, then they gotta go from League One to League to the championship, and okay. then for, this right. team's never gonna make it. So we're like we're like twenty four years away from them being yeah in the EPL. Okay, if ever. Sorry, no, that's all right. All right, let's move on to the rankings. Let's do it. Just, just as a reminder, um, as my punishment for coming on halfway through the season, half these teams aren't even eligible for me. So we're going to have Nate give us his 20 through 11 up front. I get to jump in at my rankings at number eight. So, Nate, start Here we go. counting us down. All right. Number 20 is going to be a shocker, guys. Number 20 will be a shocker. Number 20 is Manchester United. They had zero chance from the beginning. And I just grew to dislike them more and more as the season went on. When they got rid of Jose and brought in uh, Solkier, Soldier, Solkier, no one knows how to pronounce No American knows how to pronounce yeah. it. Um, when they brought him in, he was so likable. I felt some weird feelings inside of me and I didn't like them. <laughs> um, but quickly I watched a couple matches and realized why I had such disdain for them. So man, you, uh, you are 20th. Number 19 is Brighton and Hove Albion. Um, I don't know what to say more than there was just very little, very little to like about that club. Um, I can't do birds, bubbles and birds as, um, symbols are just things I, I can't get, get with. So, um, Brighton, you're number 19, number 18, regardless of how much I love my buddy Francis and Obama Yang, I just can't do Arsenal. Um, I just can't do it. There's certain teams, the top six, the further we got along, uh, the, the harder it became to choose a top six club for me. Uh, I had 14 of, of my interviewees 
basically telling me, whatever you do, please don't choose a top six team. That's my personality anyways. And so um, these teams in the top six had an uphill battle all of the way. And speaking of top six teams, number 17 goes to Chelsea. Chelsea probably could be 20 if it weren't for their blue kits. I think the blue is the only thing that saves them. They are traditionally the most racist club. Um, They're known as the Plastics. They do have some players I enjoy. Um, I even enjoy their manager, but I just – I couldn't do it with Chelsea. So Chelsea's number 17. Following Chelsea uh, is number 16. And these teams – Uh, The relegated clubs also didn't have a chance because I wasn't going to follow the championship next year, but I still wanted to give them a fair ranking. And number 16 is Huddersfield Town. Um, Again, it's really, really hard to to like a club that finishes in last place. Um, And not even last place, like last place. Yeah, it, it was one of the worst EPL seasons. 15 points on the year, three victories. That's just not a lot to go with. Um, and in that same boat, uh, as much as I loved uh, loved the interview, is Cardiff. Cardiff at number 15. Um, Ant was awesome. Ant was great. <laughs> um, loved, loved interviewing him. There's something interesting about a Welsh team also kind of being an outsider that I liked. Um, but, again, birds. The birds – the poor play. It was just really hard. I, I was rooting for him. Um, I was rooting for him to, to, to stay up. Um, obviously with Brighton being my number 19 team, I was hoping that, that Cardiff would, would jump over them, but lo and behold, they didn't. Number 14, this team actually had a lot going for them. Uh, there's a number of players that I enjoyed. Um, I, they started actually fairly high on my list, but I did a little research at the end of the season on on most racist clubs because I just I can't do it and I didn't want to fall in line with teams like that. And one of the teams that kept coming up to the top was West Ham. So racism, bubbles, all of that, it just made it really hard uh, to, to cheer for West Ham. Number 13 uh, is Bournemouth. Uh, again, just not enough uh, to – to interest me, to, to push me forward, to, to choose them. Number 12 is Fulham. Fulham, again, a relegated club um, with a long history of having Americans on their team, which, which probably bumped them up to 12 uh, as, we, as, we, as the season moved on, but just not enough to get them a higher ranking, and they wouldn't have been a club I would have chosen anyways because of their relegation situation uh to round out the the bottom 11 the bottom half of the table is watford no nate that's watford oh that's right watford 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 one syllable watford um great interview really interesting interview um but and a couple guys i liked um on the club, but just not enough to, to move them into the top 10. All right, let's do the top 10. Yeah. Top 10, number 10, Man City, Manchester City. Uh, a ton of players I like. 
Um, I think if they weren't so dominant, they actually probably would have a great chance at being a club that I would support. Um, the colors, the kits, uh, their manager, everything. There's a lot to like about them, but being as dominant they are as they are, and I also said I wouldn't choose um, the team that wins it all. So spoiler alert: uh, since the season's not over yet, I also haven't chosen Wolf- Liverpool. We'll get there. <laughs> they rank higher than Man City, but um, Man City falling in at number ten. Hang on, let's. This this is a good spot. Let's get your prediction for Sunday. How does Sunday end? It's between Man City, yep. Liverpool. Man City's kind of got a cakewalk of a game. Yep. Liverpool scratching, fighting for it. Who, who, who's going to be the champions when Sunday, Mother's Day is over? Okay. I think um, I'm going to go Man City 3, Brighton and Hove, Albion 1, which will guarantee the victory for, for Man City. And I'm going to go with uh, Liverpool 2, Wolverhampton 2. So kind of anticlimactic ending, but I'm going to go um, – th- those are my predictions. I'm going to say just to be a foil, I'm going to say Man City loses one nothing, and Liverpool loses. Liverpool wins 2-0. All right. All right. There we go. There we have it. A tie would do it though for man. Like if Man City ties or draws, we should say draws. If they draw and uh, Liverpool wins, they they're the champions. So, all right. all right. Number nine. Number nine is Southampton. Southampton. Uh, a lot to like about them. The Saints. Um, they also have a uh, nice grounds. Um, the interview was great. Matt was actually super integral into helping me get a lot of other interviews. Um, was always a pleasure to interact with throughout the season on on Twitter and Instagram. So, um, but just not enough to to move them higher. Chris, since we're in the eight, yeah. why don't uh, why don't you go with your number eight team? All right, my number eight. It's not going to be a surprise to anybody. Huddersfield, love you, but you're gone. You just can't finish in last and win three games. I have enough struggles already <laughs> with true. my current teams that I cheer for, being from Phoenix. My sons are terrible. Uh, the Cardinals, I am very excited about the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. They were terrible. Um, the Coyotes haven't made the playoffs in a long time. The Diamondbacks are a mediocre team. I don't need another bad team to add to my already painful sports existence. So – you're getting relegated. You got relegated by me too. Oh, there you go. All right. My number eight is Newcastle. Um, kits are beautiful, beautiful stadium. Uh, they have DeAndre Yedlin. Uh, a lot of things to like about Newcastle. Um, they made the top eight, which out of 20 I think is good, but just not quite enough to like to pick them as my number one team. My number seven is Cardiff City. Cardiff, we appreciate you showing up. Appreciate you. Have a good one. My number seven, which again, I just want to highlight that getting in the top, these teams are teams that I legitimately considered choosing. These are teams that had enough to 
get them high, but just not enough to, to make it to the top. Number seven is Burnley. Um, again, we've already talked a lot about Burnley and, and Natalie. Um, just not quite enough to bump them into the, the top five. And that means my number six is Newcastle. Enjoyed it. It was my first interview on the pod being on. Uh, it was a good time. Shitty beer, but I still enjoyed it. You guys, you're gone. Yep. All right. Number six. Oh, no. my Yeah, my number six is Leicester City. Leicester City, um, just beautiful kits. Beautiful kits. Um, I would love to wear them. I would love to wear them. But in the end, um, just not enough to like. I like Jamie Vardy. Um, but not another, not enough other players that I really attach to. Um, but Leicester City, top six. There you go, number six. All right, we're moving to the top five. Top Chris, five. Top five. How do which I, for you is still the bottom. Still, uh, bottom half. It's still the bottom half for you. It top is. five is significant for me, but is bottom bottom five for you? Do we, how do we want to do this? Should we? Do we want to give? Here's our. Here's who we have left. Yeah, I just want to keep knocking them out. No, no, no. That's good. Let's go with with who's left. So why don't you say which? Yeah, on my side, I still have, and this is in no particular order, uh, I still have Watford, I still have Leicester, still have Everton, still got Man United, and I still got Burnley. All right. And the top five I have are Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Wolves, Spurs, and Everton. I've already kind of let the cat out of the bag that I didn't choose Liverpool, and we'll get there in a second. But um, those are the those are my five that are left. All right, so number five, Chris. My five, which maybe we need to mention that this is the last spot that I had already cemented. Yes. Before I have no idea what's coming up with the next four. I love it. We might need a director's cut of this podcast and have an <laughs> alternate ending. There we go. All right. <laughs> All right. So number five. Natalie, I love you. I love you. But Burnley, Burnley came in fifth. There we go. Um, I don't have a five. No. I don't have a five because I have a, a tied for fourth. Ooh. So I'm just going to jump into my Do tied it. for fourth. Do it. And I tied them for fourth mostly to be a dick. <laughs> but <laughs> tied for fourth are Liverpool and Everton. I thought, what a beautiful way to just tie them together continue to tie them to the, together eternally than to tie them in my heart together. I really love, I really like both those clubs. Um, lots to like about both of them. Um, and so they are my number four teams. Nice. I'm so excited right now because I don't know where this is going from this point on. So Chris, who is your number four team? Uh, all right. So this is where everything gets real. My number four team. Is Watford. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they were the leaders in the clubhouse. They were yeah. the betting favorite coming into today at noon. Um, there is a lot to like there for me. I love their kits. I love their patch. The interview was great. Um, they have a cool stadium. Again, it was super fun to watch them, and they're about to play, and you know, they'll have the FA Cup final coming up as well. Like, yep. There was so much like they were leaders in the clubhouse, and there's just something about sitting here figuring this out, having to make a decision that I said, you know, it's time to move on. All right. 
We'll go to three. I'll go with three to give you more time to think who you're going to put there. Uh, my number three team, and this is also a last-minute change. My number three team is, is Spurs. Wow. See what I did there? Not the I didn't say the Spurs. I said Spurs. Because we learned yesterday it's not the Spurs. It's Spurs. It's Spurs. I, I really – I really love I love their kits. I love their team. I love Pochettino. I I really just think there's so so much to like about that club. I think if they weren't top 6, I they could be my club. I there's there again, beautiful beautiful kits. Um so much to like about that club, but in the end, uh, a top six club, I just can't do it. They're kind of the, I mean, there's a term, I don't know if you've heard this term, but it's very Spursy, people say. Yeah. And a Spursy term, a team is a team that collapse or the Spursiest, I saw someone put that, that's the Spursiest Spursy Spurs <laughs> I've ever seen or something like that. So, uh, so in some ways, they're kind of the anti top six, which I think I also like about them. But their victory in the Champions League semifinals is the most anti-Spurs thing they've probably ever done. Yeah. So, but they're number three, and I've probably bought enough time for you to well, hopefully solidify who your third. Before team is. we move on from from your Spurs, not your Spurs, the, the not the Spurs, but just Spurs, Spurs. Hot Spurs. Um, if I had been on when we did them, they probably would have been very high in the rankings, maybe even number one. With my only struggle being that the San Antonio Spurs Ugh. exist. Yeah. That would have been the hardest part for me was getting over the nickname Spurs and not being able to correlate it to the San Antonio Spurs. They probably would have been number one for me. Wow. Bold. Because I'm not, I'm not joining Nate on his I'm not picking a top six. I'm going to pick who I want to pick. You're so, you're so ballsy. <laughs> you're so bold. <laughs> All right. Now pick a third team. Okay. So this is tough. Um, it's going to be Everton. I knew it. Everton. Knew it. Everton is coming in at third. I. There's a lot to like there. They have Angry Birds on their patch. Oh, that does it. And and when I was, I mean, we're really just splitting hairs at this point. We I, are I like hairs. I like all these teams that I have left. I like Everton a lot. Um, and the Angry Birds on the kit. I'm not going to walk down the street with Angry Birds on my kit. He's not gonna do it, and so Everton, you you get third because of that. Oof. I'm sure they don't care about you at all, but they don't. They don't. They don't even know. No. They're not listening. No. All right, um, we've got four teams left. Wow. Top two. Top two. I've got Wolves and Crystal Palace. You have Man U and Leicester. Um, Be- before we unveil. Do we want to just give who got first? I think we have to do that's that. That's the best way. To do I think this, that's right? the best way to do it. Like, if Steve Harvey's here, he's going to tell us who maybe won. Yeah. Might, he might get it wrong, but he's going to tell us who he thinks the winner is. And we can circle back around because I think it's still, we need yes. to give it time to, to talk about the number two team. Yes. I'm actually going to make you go first. I, this I, has been my podcast no, this, from the beginning. I think, you know, the three or four who are listening are like, with bated breath, just yes. wondering who I'm going to choose. So this Chris, totally fair. I absolutely respect that. I wasn't going to let you announce yours before mine. Oh, thank you. That's so respectful. That was not going to happen. Um, my decision, as we sit in this moment, it comes down to a lot. Uh, I've got two teams left, Man U and Leicester City. Um, 
my sports fandom has always been <clears throat> I'm, I'm picking the team that I'm closest to. I'm never a Fairweather fan. Um, I always cheer for my teams. They're my teams, and they're my teams for a reason. Uh, you know, even going further back, I've always been the right fan as well. Like, I always choose what was good over what was bad. Um, even when I was going through my wrestling phase back in the late 90s, um, I always cheered for the good guy and not the heel. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, all of that coming into play, I am throwing in the dumpster. I am saying, <laughs> screw it. I am the NWO. Oh, no. I want a winner. I don't want to cheer for a loser God anymore. Dang it. It's like literally the worst case I scenario. Can't, I can't do it. I can't choose a team that I'm worried that they might get relegated in a few years. You're literally the worst human being alive. <laughs> Leicester City, I love you. But Manchester United, oh my gosh. let's break out the Chevys, get the Camaros going. <laughs> Manchester United, I choose you. This is literally one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. This is like seriously so gross. This is so gross. I regret every moment of having you come on this podcast. You've ruined it. You've basically ruined. I've spent nine hard months cultivating the podcast finding people on twitter and this is what you do to me you pick man united you're fucking right i did oh my gosh man you there were so many factors tell um, me tell me the factors the factors i i do want to cheer for a winner i want to enjoy saturdays and sundays and tuesdays looking at uh the EPL team. I, I had to have a team that I wasn't worried that they would get relegated. Um, a lot of my celebrity crushes, as we talked about, <laughs> yes, cheer for this team. Yeah. My number one man crush is Conor McGregor. He is a huge fan of Manchester United. Uh, that just kind of plays into it. In fact, when I get home, I'm going to pour out some proper 12 and have a shot to Manchester United. Um, at the end of the day... Being in America, I chose who am I going to see the most of. Yeah. Yep. And and that that correlates a lot for me just in that when I pick a team, I need to be able to see them. And I know that they're going to be on the NBC Sport Network a lot. I know people hate them. I know people love them. I'm okay with all that. But I want to be able to cheer for my team. All right. And part of that was their their ability to be seen um, – I know they're mainstream, and I know it goes against literally everything I believe in as a sports fan. <laughs> but you know what? Not everything, because you like Conor McGregor, and he's not but, really a great. He's not the good guy, right? I mean, my here's the thing: I'm a I'm a huge UFC fan, huge UFC fan, going way back. I'm not a new UFC fan. The first time I saw Conor McGregor in a prelim fight that wasn't aired on normal television, I said that guy's going to be great. I'm all in on him. He's definitely entertaining, so I don't want to say yes. that. It just seems like he's more and more not a great dude. There's, I, you know, it's tough. Well, this isn't an MMA. Right. Yeah, podcast. we don't we don't we need, need to, to get all on into that. The two people who are still listening um, want to hear. Yes, where I went. and so with that, Nate, I'm sorry to let you down. You I made my down. choice, but you started this pod, this journey nine months ago. Yeah. 
Um, I'm here out of jealousy. <laughs> I'm now currently sitting next to you, excited. Yeah. And I think it's time for you to let the people know, how did this end for you? Well, yeah. So when I started this this podcast, I wanted to, to choose a club to support. And um, I have learned so much about English football, uh, about all these different clubs. There's been so much to learn and to love. And um, I know last, uh, in our last episode, James said, um, you know, Everton chooses you. You don't choose Everton. Everton chooses you. But I heard that from a couple other fans across the, the, the years. And, and I really feel like this, this club chose me. From the minute I like actually said, I think I'm going to choose this club it's pretty much been half of the season. I've been like secretly rooting for them and wondering if another club could come out and, and, uh, overtake them. And so after lots of thought and a whole bunch of watching football at five in the morning, my club is Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wolves. Wolves. I'm a yam yam. I'm a yam yam, and I'm proud to be a yam yam. Ironically, uh, I thought I would want a blue kit. I hate the colors of almost all the teams that I like. <laughs> the Giants are orange and black. Uh, uh, Sun Devils are maroon and gold. It's just black and red are my basketball team. I just Football is, is red and gold as well. But I will be donating the the gold and, and black Wolverhampton Wanderers kits. Crystal Palace, so much to love about Crystal Palace. Uh, the kits are beautiful. The team, I enjoy the team. Um, being a London team uh, would be great to be able to see a whole bunch of matches. But I will someday make it all the way to uh, Wolverhampton in the middle of nowhere to see a match at Molyneux. Maybe we can go together, Chris, see Man U versus Wolverhampton. I think one thing with Wolverhampton that that has me excited is obviously they're finishing seventh. Uh, maybe I'm naive uh, to believe that they're a team that can have staying power and be competitive. Um, I know a lot of teams have or a lot of the interviewees have talked that way. But for me, um, I love this club. Um, Jimenez, Jota. I love Nuno. Um and I'm excited to, to, to follow Wolves going forward. Nice. Yes. Is it, is it bad that I just Googled how long is the Chevy sponsorship of Manchester United? <laughs> uh, how long is it? Uh, it was a seven-year deal inked in 2014. So oh, so the, it's, it it's, ends near, it's two, theoretically. Two year, supposedly two years away. Great. So there we have it. All this work uh, culminating now. So... I just want to say thank you so much to all of uh, the people who have come on and interviewed. Um, you have made this podcast what it is. You have helped uh, increase my knowledge of, of the sport, of English football, and the offers from the, my friends in, in England who have offered to take me to matches or buy us drinks. Uh, I really hope that one day we get to take you up on that. But Really, thanks to all of you. You've made this podcast what it is. You've been so gracious and given so much of your time, and uh, we couldn't have done it without you.
for sure. Yeah. So for the last time, grace, peace, and love. I did want to take one last moment just to thank all of the guests I had over the course of the season. Again, like I said with Chris, uh, this podcast would not exist without you. My knowledge of English football would not exist without all of you. And so uh, Tim, Francis, Jimmy, Dave, Grant, Johnny, Matt, Wendy, Simon, Paul, Gabe, Luke, Alex, Natalie, John, Aunt, Richard, Tyler, Nick, and James. Thank you guys so much for your generosity and the time you gave. So, Drexy, what team are you going to choose for Premier League Soccer? Um... Wolves. Wolves? Wolverhampton? Like dad? Yeah. Mila, what team are you going to choose? The dinos? Oh, there's no dino team. Okay, Titus, we've watched a lot of soccer matches this year. Um, I want you to tell me if you've made your final decision. I've made my final decision. My final decision is Arsenal. Arsenal? Man, you were rooting for the Wolves for so long. I thought you were going to choose the Wolves. Why did you choose Arsenal in the end? Because I saw their mascot, and their mascot was awesome. What is it? It's the the cannon. The cannon? You like the cannon? The cannon with Arsenal across it. And I really liked Obama Yang, so that's why I chose Arsenal. Those are good reasons. Are you going to choose cheer with the Wolves with uh, Drexy and I sometimes? Yeah, I will. But if they're against Arsenal, I, I will cheer for Arsenal. But every other game, I will cheer for the Wolves. Okay, that's good. Do you know who's going to be happy? Francis. Oh, yeah. He loves the... He, he loves Arsenal. Yeah. So. All right, buddy. Good choice. Good reason.